My name is Angela. My name is Nicole. And welcome to the Oministic Podcast. Hello, Stitcher. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode of the Ominous Stitch podcast. Amazing. I am so excited for this episode because we are flipping it once again. I'm Flip. doing story time. I wanted to sing Missy Elliott, but I didn't want to do it. <laughs> <laughs> do it. Do it. I dare you. No, do it. <laughs> no. The flip it and reverse it. Uh, but yeah, now I'm excited. Angela gets to do story time. Oh, I always get so nervous when I do story time. I get sweaty and I don't know. I just want to do a good job. So I want to make sure that my information is correct. And inevitably I go back and I'm like, oh, I should have said this. I should have done this. I do that all the time. Whatever. But we'll have like a gajillion more episodes hopefully. So at some point I'll get it right. (laughs) No. And this is a good conversation. So don't worry about it. Okay. Yeah. You're going to be great. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So what's got you in stitches? So what has me in stitches besides the fact that we're dumb and we just figured out (laughs) button on our we listen to ourselves on headphones we're trying to be uber professional we're so cool and so we just figured out that there's a button to push on our little i don't know what that is condenser thing i don't know i don't know a a thing that we were told that we needed for the podcast yes we plug our microphones in yeah there's a button that you can push which allows you to hear out of both headphones <laughs> both sides of your headphones and we just discovered that we're like i can hear you out of my right ear i can hear myself out of my left ear what's going on oh we're so good we're smart we're 43 episodes in and it took us that long to figure that button out i love S-M-R-T. it smrt all right so but that's not my stitch. no what has me in stitches is my youngest at like five in the morning Uh-oh. came into my room okay and she's so stinking cute because i don't know how she sleeps but her hair is just like all over the place oh she fluffy. must she must like push her head yeah, into the pillow a lot. And yeah a lot. but she came in and she goes mom i think i have a bloody nose and i took her into the bathroom and there's like blood and all over her sleeve no. and <laughs> and today was pajama day and she wanted to wear the pajamas that she had slept in for pajama day i'm like oh honey you're gonna have to change pajamas she's like no i want to wear these and i'm like you're gonna have to change pajamas she's like no 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 but anyway we got her nose to stop bleeding she was Good. fine okay i was just like a random just bloody nose ran-? well i was like did you pick your nose and um. she's like oh maybe i'm like oh, <laughs> kids I love uh, it. So anyway, we got our nose to stop. It was okay. fine. Put her to bed. Okay. And then this morning I was getting them ready for school and I looked at her and I was like, you need to go change, baby. You can't wear those pajamas because remember you got blood all over your sleeve. And then she looked at her sleeve and she showed me her sleeve and she's like, what blood, mommy? And I was like, and there was no blood on her sleeve. And I was like, what? So I was thinking that maybe because I had anesthesia the day before I was having some kind of weird fever dream that maybe I dreamed the whole thing that she really didn't have a bloody nose because there was no blood on her sleeve and she was like what blood mommy that's too creepy right and then I felt her sleeve and it was soaking wet and oh. I was like, oh you're so <laughs> sneaky you washed it off of your clothes but that's amazing she was able she to get blood all out. out of pajamas yeah that's crazy what does she use I don't know I'm like what is your secret tell yeah, me yeah yeah because we all need it <laughs> <laughs> like how did you like she can't get her face clean in the morning but, but she, she can, can get, get blood, blood out of her sleep <laughs> uh, 
That's crazy. Oh, it was crazy. It had me. I was freaked out I would this have, morning. I would I have had like, a moment. What blood, mommy? <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> what world am I in? Okay. Oh, Mandela effect. Me. Kills me. Kills me. That's fun. What's got you in stitches? Oh, okay. Quick. Two things. One, I think I'm a squirrel whisperer. no seriously try this trick out all you've got to do you see a squirrel and it has to look at you all you got to do is put your hand in a wave motion like this swear to god i don't know what the the science behind it is every squirrel i do it to comes and walks up to me are you kidding no i'm 100 (gasps) percent like you do this and so one one day i did this at school because there's tons of squirrels around my campus so i started doing it and sure enough it started coming up to me and i was like wait 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 so i ran and i got like nuts i have i that's what i eat (laughs) seeds and nuts for my snacks because you're a squirrel because i'm a squirrel (laughs) and so i ran out and he's still there so i started doing the wave motion and sure enough came up to me and i started feeding the squirrel oh, and it was so cute. cute and then a student walked by and they're watching me they're like you're like sleeping beauty wait which princess talks to animals <laughs> and i laugh hard because i'm pretty sure it's snow white i don't know whatever but well was, they both do oh do they yeah, okay yeah, yeah. Or cinderella right? no not cinderella yeah she talks to the mice oh she does all princesses have that power yep. to talk to animals. Well, there you go. I'm yep. a Disney princess. Oh, you are. <laughs> I love it. But it was so fun. So just a heads up, try it out. Wave motion with your hand. Yeah. Not like wave, like you're no. waving hello. No, like you're up and down. in a wave. Yes. Up and down. Like making wavelengths. And I don't know what that is. I don't know if it's like an energy thing or that just like distracts them. Oh, that's Or is so it weird. hypnotizing? I have a ton of squirrels here. You should try them. I'm going to go try it out. Yeah, we'll yeah. do that after. Okay, okay cool. Sweet. <laughs> okay. Now, the second thing I want to talk about yes. with my second stitch. So there, it's talking about, and this won't come out, you know, this is a few weeks later, but there's a solar, there was a solar eclipse recently this week. Oh, oh. And it's going to make people crazy, apparently. So I wanted to tell you for Libras, because it's, it's only affecting apparently... Aries, Cancer, Libra, and Capricorn. They're oh, gonna that's f- me. Yep, and they're okay. going to feel it more. So for Libras, if you're a Libra out there in Angela, the solar eclipse is going to activate your seventh house of partnership. The seventh house isn't just about love relationships, though. It's the moment isn't about getting more serious with the significant other. You could be starting a new business uh. alongside a former colleague or working closely with your boss or on a key presentation. You might also be reflecting on how you can best balance your own personal goals and sense of self while showing up for a partner. So there you go. Oh, wow. OK, so when is that? Uh, April. It says the evening of April 20th. So like I said, this was interesting yeah so this will happen i think within the next week few weeks or so for you so there you go okay that's for you it's gonna affect you more than anybody else (laughs) oh i'm ready for it all right but now uh, i'm ready Uh, i'm ready i'm ready Uh, oh oh it's time for for to get stitching huh yeah because i'm gonna do the stitch i'm so excited let's get stitching The stitch I'm going to talk about today is was a gift for my eldest teacher. Uh huh. Yeah. And I just, I forgot though. Maybe you can tell me if you know this or not, but okay. So it is a free pattern and it is a crocus amigurumi free pattern. Okay. And it's on alwaysfreeamigurumi.com. I love it. Isn't that sweet? Now, the question I have is yeah. I don't know much about crocuses. I know that they have a big bulb at the bottom. Uh-huh. Okay. And then it flowers up. Are they always purple? 
I don't know. Okay. Because <laughs> my problem is like, I'm sure you, all you stitchers out there, I don't have light lavender purple yarn. Oh, okay. And I was like, I don't want to go buy yarn for this. Yeah. So I use like a burgundy color. That's fine. Right? Yeah. I don't know if crocuses are all the same color though. So whatever. It's like a hybrid. Sure. Yeah, right? sure. But anyway, this is a really fun pattern. So it's got a little, it's got little eyes and a it's face. So stinking cute. The eye and the face is on the bulb. Yes. And, and it the... has a little pot that it's Yes. In. And you get a little pot and mine, it, it just like the, the pattern, you have the little eyes peek out of the pot. Yeah, it's, it's so, so cute. cute. They don't tell you to put the eyes in, in the pattern when you're doing the bulb. So I had to catch myself before I finished the bulb. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh, shoot. So if you have safety eyes, which I don't think they have on their pattern, put your safety eyes in first you know, before you finish up the bulb, obviously. And then my other situation, which I hate, is the, the sewing part. Oh, my God. <laughs> There's so I'm many so pieces. Right? So I had to like the pictures really help about what they're doing with like the stem and whatnot. But having to sew the stem to the petals to the to the stem and the leaves and uh, it was just too much pain. sewing. Too much. I always look for ones that have no sew. That's smart. Yeah, because I don't like sewing. It's, <laughs> it's a pain, right? I'm not a good sewer. Uh, but I did it. I did it, and I she did loved it. it. Did it? Did it did it. it. So again, it's quick, quick review on this so it's it's a free crocus it's perfect for spring um it's on always free amigurumi.com everything's written out it's so cool check it out i'll also put a picture on our socials that i did of mine yeah it's so cute yeah i was like she's gonna love it i think she does yeah so Yay. Yay. So there you go. Quick, quick and easy stitch. Week. Good stitch. Very cute. But we're going to go into story time. Oh, don't oh, be scared. <laughs> Hello, Stitcher. So it's story time with me. Yay. I'm so nervous. Don't be nervous. This is a topic that... I feel like there's a gajillion ways that I could have done it. And I wanted to make it kind of a little bit more fun and lighthearted. So I'm talking about some of my favorite things about mediums. So for those of you in the know, I have talked about this before. And everybody has the ability to tap in to the spirit realm. Mm-hmm. and get and and have a level of you know communication with the other side but the term mediumship is defined as the practice of perpetually meditating communication between familiar spirits or spirits of the dead and living human beings so you're it's a guide it's a guide it's a connection it's a connection so you act as a connector from the spirit world to the living world but right some people are so like cut off though I feel like some people just a don't a lot even... of people don't want to yeah or they don't believe in it right they don't they'll have experiences of it and then they'll just shut it down or won't believe it because it is paranormal right it is they can't explain it the norm they can't sure. explain it so they and will they don't want to be crazy they don't believe in it but the most common ways that we connect with the spirit world is through dreams because oh. that's when your brain starts releasing and dumping things but anytime you feel like you have a sign uh, of somebody like in my family we have a thing with hummingbirds right so I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast but my 
in-laws have a thing with hummingbirds and hummingbirds are very common theme or familiar if you will in their side of the family so anytime a hummingbird comes and does something I will usually tell my in-laws about that so that they can do whatever they need to do with that information sure so one time I was taking my kids to school this was a few years ago and there a hummingbird came right into my face and then went over to the our school sign that the school sign is like stone and it's carved out stone so there's no color there's no anything to it it's just gray and then the letters are carved out of the school and the hummingbird kept going to two different letters that Mm -hmm. happened to be initials in the family and so it just kept going back and forth between those two letters came right back into my face and then flew away so i immediately called my in-laws and i told them that information and they said got it and they called whoever they needed to call about that information right Mm -hmm. so there was a sign from the spirit world telling me hey we need to check in on this person and see what's oh going my on. Oh gosh, right? yeah. And a lot of times you'll feel spirits with you. I will give examples of that happening to me throughout this Sweet. episode here. Okay. And there are other times where, you know, just something reminds you of that person. You'll get a smell or you'll get, you know, something of something that is someone has passed. That's, those are all signs in different ways that the spirit world is communicating with you. Right. So whether you believe that or not, that's a way to connect with the spirit world. Now, some people have really honed into it and they know how to access it a little bit better than others. Sure. But we all have the ability. Most people, as I said, get visitations through dreams. That's so, so we, cool. Yeah. I had a dream where a student of mine, a past student of mine, mm-hmm. he died. Mm-hmm. This oh, He was one of my last students that I had when I worked at my old school. Mm-hmm. There was a, a bar called Borderline. And those of you in California, you may remember this. This happened a few years ago. But it was a country western bar. And he was shot to death trying to protect and save a number of people. So sad. It was really sad. He was a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful person. Mm -hmm. Just full of life, full of spirit. And he was just such a big, wonderful personality. In my dream, he came to me and he just gave me a big hug. No. And we just hugged and he didn't want to let go and I didn't want to let go. And we hugged for a long time and it felt so good. I felt like my soul was just being completely uplifted. Wow. And I didn't realize who it was until I woke up in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah. I woke up in the morning and I was like, that was my old student. That's crazy. That's who that was. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yes. On the flip side, my uh-huh. husband would probably make fun of this because my dreams are insane uh-huh. and like so vivid and just insane. Like, it moves so fast. And if that was something trying to communicate to me, I don't know what that is. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. My dreams are just, it's just a rush of things that are constantly yeah. changing. I mean, I have those dreams too, yeah. where it's like you're flying around on a puff of air yeah. and then all of a sudden you're just, you know. <laughs> Mine are like, I'm, I'm swimming and I can breathe underwater. Ooh, fun. Like all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Those are, those are frequent. Or so we have, we have dreams like that that okay. don't necessarily, aren't necessarily connecting us to the other side. But when you have something that feels very real and very vivid mm-hmm. and it sticks with you, then that's, that's something. usually a connection with the other side. Yeah. There's lots of different ways that we can communicate with, other, with the other side. Practitioners are known as mediums mm-hmm. or spirit mediums or psychic mediums. And there's lots of different types of mediumship or spirit channeling, including you can use seances. Right. You can use 
trance. Some really famous old time Fun. mediums would go into a trance like state. Is that more like a hypnosis? A oh, oh, trance is okay. very different. And yes, so they, wouldn't, they aren't aware of their body or aware of themselves. And that was in a true crime that we talked about where, remember where mm, the woman was that, murdered? That, I forgot her name. Besa Benicita or something like that. Yes, yeah. she was murdered. And the then Filipino. The Filipino. And mm. then she was tra- channeling herself through another woman. And right. that woman was speaking. Yes. In Tagalog. In her. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's another way they can go into a trance like state or our favorite Ouija boards. <laughs> No, <laughs> don't do it. I know. I had to throw that in there because it was on Wikipedia, <laughs> on the definition of Wikipedia. Well, they say if you are, if you know how to use it and you know what you're doing, it's okay. Because there are like Wiccans and religions and things that they do utilize the Ouija in, a, in their own positive ways. But yeah, I just wouldn't recommend doing it if I, you don't know what you're doing, yes, right? Yes. So as long as there have been people in the world, there have been those that claim to have the ability to speak with the dead. So it is really hard to pinpoint the exact origins of this ability. Sure. Because every nation, every people has their own version of spirit guides, spirit mediums. Right, right. right. Every geographical region on our planet has those who practice this ability. The practice is also associated with several religious belief systems such as shamanism, Shinto, Vodun, spiritualism, spiritism, which is different than spiritualism mm-hmm. just because they're in different geographical parts of the world. Right. Kendable, voodoo, umbanda, and some new age groups. So <laughs> these are diff- different, very different geographical regions. Right, right. They all have spiritual people that can communicate with the other side. Mm-hmm. There are many different ways to communicate with spirits. We've gone over some of them. Arguably, the best known forms involve a spirit taking control of a medium's voice and using it to relay a message or where the medium hears the message and passes it on. Mm -hmm. Other forms involve materializations of the spirit or the presence of a voice and telekinetic activity. Some mediums see images of the dead and or feel signs of the way they departed or passed. Right. Right. So some of the mediums that we'll talk about today have those abilities. Mediumship became quite popular in the 19th century in the United States and the United Kingdom after the rise of spiritualism as a religious movement. Mm. That's when we started getting seances were really popular and in fashion and people really wanted to communicate with those that had passed. Modern spiritualism is said to date from practices and lectures of the Fox sisters in New York state in 1848. The trance mediums, Pashal Beverly Randolph and Emma Harding Britton were among the most celebrated lecturers and authors on the subject of in the mid 19th century. Alan Kardec coined the term spiritism around 1860. Kardec claims that conversations with spirits by selected mediums were the basis of his The Spirits book Ooh. and later his five book collection, Spiritist Codification. Ooh, Say that's fun. <laughs> words. Words. Hashtag because words. <laughs> Some scientists of the period who investigated spiritualism often became converts. They include chemist Robert Hare, physicist William Crookes, and evolutionary biologist Alfred Russell Wallace. Wow. Adding science into this, right? I love it. Science converts. Okay. Nobel laureate Pierre Curie took a very serious scientific interest in the work of medium 
Eusepia. Okay. Yes? Yeah, you got it. Eusepia Palladino. Oh, that's so much easier than my words. <laughs> <laughs> Other prominent adherents include journalist and pacifist William T. Stead and physician and author Arthur Conan Doyle. Hey, familiar word name. Yay. After the exposure of the fraudulent use of stage magic tricks by physical mediums, such as the Davenport brothers and the Bangs sisters, mm. mediumship fell into disrepute. Boo. Boo. Don't do it. Don't do it. That's why there's a lot of disbelief out yeah. there because a lot of people saw it as a way to cash in. That's stupid. And so they sullied the art. Sure. That happens in every yes, thing. True. <laughs> people try to go for the cash grab. Oh, I can do this. I can get some money. Right. Yeah. And so they sully it. Boo. However, the religious, the religion and its beliefs continue in spite of this with physical mediumship and seances falling out of practice and platform mediumship coming to the fore. Hmm. In the late 1920s and early 1930s, there were around one quarter of a million practicing spiritualists. Wow. And some 2,000 spiritualist societies in the UK, in addition to flourishing microcultures of platform medianship and home circles. That's crazy. Right? It's a lot. It's a lot. Spiritualism continues to be practiced primarily through various denominational spiritualist churches in the United States, Canada, Australia, and the United Kingdom. In the UK, over 340 spiritualist churches and centers open their doors to the public and free demonstrations of mediumship are regularly performed. So 340 centers and churches. Yes. They open it to the public. Yes. That's so insane. I never know that. I know. See, yay, I taught you something. <laughs> I learned something new. But that's only in the UK, not here. That's in the UK. That's what I found on the UK. Well, good for you, no, UK, yeah. being a little bit more open-minded. Yeah. We don't have that as many and here. here we aren't. We don't connect it as much with religion. No, it's a little bit more secular. Sure, that makes sense. But let's talk about some mediums of today. So this okay. is my favorite part. Woo-hoo. That was our history. Now we're diving into <laughs> mediums of today. Okay. So I wanted to talk about some of my favorite psychic mediums, how they receive their gifts, and some of their sessions that left me speechless. Ooh, okay? okay. A psychic medium is a person that can communicate with spiritual beings. Their spiritual sensitivity is heightened, and they can re- readily connect to the cosmic dimensions. They serve as a channel or a portal to communicate with spirits. A psychic medium can communicate with spirits through various psychic abilities, such as telepathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, astral projection, remote viewing, and automatic writing, and so on. Mm -hmm. So if you need to know what all of those things are, telepathy is mental communication, right? right? So they're having a mental conversation just through the brains. Clairvoyance is the ability to see mm-hmm. what's happening. So some will connect by seeing signs and symbols or the departed themselves. Clear audiences, they can hear Here, them, right? Sure. Astral projection is that they can put themselves so cool. into the situation mm-hmm. where something took place. Right. And so a lot of mediums like can in the past. In the past. So they can use astral projection to tell you what happened and what took place. That's so fun. In, in a given point in time. And they leave their physical body, right? Yes. Yep. Uh, remote viewing is the same kind of a thing where they can see see, it. see into what happened. Automatic writing is yes. still scribble or write. I find that and fascinating. Words will either appear or that will just help them get the message across. Right. 
This can include reaching out to the soul of a living or a dead person or simply speaking with spiritual guides to receive the message and information asked of them during a psychic reading. So that you just, it's funny, you touched up on a living person too, the soul of a living or dead. Yes. Speaking with spiritual guides. Yes. And we'll get into that. Okay, cool. Because there is somebody who will get into it. Yeah, okay, never mind. Sorry, <laughs> I'm jumping ahead. I'm so excited. Okay. Okay, so I have some honorable mentions. And Yay! the reason why they're honorable mentions is I just didn't really give a whole lot of detail about them, but I love them. Sure. Okay. So Alison Dubois. Does that name ring any bells for A little for you? bit. Okay. So Dubois refers to herself as a profiler and medium as she feels there is a negative connotation associated with the word psychic. Mm-hmm. She became famous for assisting the Texas Rangers and local Arizona authorities with cases. However, these agencies have all either denied her involvement or assert that she was unable to contribute anything worthwhile to an investigation so this is where you might know Dubois name okay right Dubois life experiences were made into the NBC show medium oh wow did you ever watch medium yeah what's her name the blonde Patricia Arquette that's right yes that's a fun show I loved that show I used to watch it all the time nice in which she was portrayed by Patricia Patricia Arquette the medium currently offers private readings and attends occasional spiritual events sure so Alison Dubois that's cool Teresa Caputo. Don't know. Oh, I, wait. Is this the Long Island Long one? Long Island hey, medium. I do know her. I love her. The loud blonde from mm-hmm. New York is perhaps the most recognizable medium of the past decade. Despite recent issues, including a divorce from Larry, oh, her husband no. of 28 years. I know. That was so sad. Wow. Caputo continues to bring her signature brass style to television around the world. She currently travels the country with her live show, Teresa Caputo Live. The experience hmm. and a new season of her ever popular TLC yeah. show Long Island Medium is currently airing Mondays at 8 p.m. So the reason why I had to include her is because when I watch her show, my uncle who passed away of breast cancer sits next to me and watches it with me and I what? see him smiling. Kidding me. No. So that's why I that's love amazing. her. That's amazing. My uncle watches her. Because he me. likes her. Yeah, he thinks it's funny. She so, is funny. She's very funny. She's brash, like you said. Oh, she yeah. just like speaks her mind. Yeah. And yeah. I love it. Yeah. So whenever I watch her show, I feel my uncle Aww. and I see him smiling and he's just happy. And then I get to, you know, have a moment with him and communicate right. with him and spend a little time with my uncle. That's really sweet. So that's why I love Teresa. Oh, <laughs> get it, girl. You're bringing people together. Yay. Chip Coffee. Yes. I had to put him on here I know because Chip. we see him all the time Everywhere. on the paranormal investigations, right? Mm-hmm. So Chip Coffee appeared frequently on the A&E program's Paranormal State about the Pennsylvania wow. State University Paranormal Research Society. Right. And Psychic Kids, yes. a show where Coffee acted as a mentor to children, also claiming to have psychic abilities. Did you ever watch that show? No. Really? No, I didn't know it existed until that I was, did this research. It's, it's kind of like our movie. Is in it? a way that he would just, I remember just one case of this girl. She was like a 14 year old girl and she was just having problems like socially uh-huh. and, and no one believed her and she just was drawn in and it was so aggravating for her. I just remember that. And, and she would chip took her under her wing and they would do investigations and try to push her and use her abilities. And she started coming out of her shell and it was just so sweet because Aww. she had someone to relate to at that point, you know? Oh, I love that. Right. It's got to be so lonely when he, because most of these, there's a theme. Most of these psychics start their abilities. Either something happens Mm, to kind of jar it, it, to trigger it, 
or you know they start these abilities when they're young yeah and they don't understand what's going on and that's sad yeah and they feel probably isolated because no one else is going what they're through what they're going through yeah and they're and people are probably not very supportive of it because right the kids aren't able to really articulate what's going on yeah and it's a paranormal thing so a lot of adults are probably like you're, you're overactive exactly yeah you know, you're, you're thinking things that's not happening yeah right they right. don't believe them so they don't have a lot of support in that sure area. so that's awesome yeah i need so to good watch job, some chip. episodes yeah. of this i love chip coffee yeah he's he's, he's funny too yeah. yeah he's awesome he is frequently cited as an expert in psychic tendencies and young people even writing the book growing up psychic to share his firsthand experiences mm-hmm. He frequently attends converse, conventions and expos, as well as hosting group events he calls Coffee Talk. I love it. <laughs> oh, what a, I shouldn't even put that together because last talk. name is Coffee. Yeah. Look at that. Perfect. Coffee Talk. I think he has a podcast as well. I've seen it <gasps> pop, pop up. So. Oh, good. Yeah. We'll have to take a listen. Chip Coffee. Yay. I love him. Mm-hmm. Okay. A new psychic to the, to the stage that I just discovered, Matt Frazier. Is have that you, the one you showed me or no? I don't know if I've showed you Matt Frazier. I don't think so then. He is hilarious. Yeah? Is yeah. he young or old? He's doing a lot. Uh, he's he's young. I young. think he's 30, 31, okay. somewhere around there. He just had a first, his first uh, television show. Oh, cool. Just air on. I'm probably going to talk about it here. Matt Frazier is America's top psychic medium, Ooh. New York Times bestselling author, and star of the hit television zero, Meet series meet the frasers on e entertainment oh, fun. yeah they've had one season of it and he's done the talk show circuit that's how i saw him ah <laughs> that makes sense circuit. Mm-hmm. and he is hilarious yeah he's, he's just a fun delightful person Aww. but he has he has the same kind of um, ability of delivering messages of peace and hope and caring that a lot of my favorite mediums do that's they, so sweet know, they but he's he's very on and very accurate and hilarious. Nice. I just love him. Fun. Over his dynamic career, he has conducted thousands of readings for clients around the world, performing at sold-out events across the country, wow. and appeared on numerous television, television shows and media outlets, all with the mission of reconnecting friends and family with the spirits of those who are no longer with us. Aww. His vibrant message of hope, comfort, and healing have touched the lives of all who meet him, making Matt one of the most gifted and genuine psychics living today. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I, awesome. I have to check him out. Okay, my last honorable mention is a TikTok one. Oh, <laughs> is, is it? who I showed you. Oh, okay. So do you know Thomas the Medium? He's an Uber driver. Yes, yes. I love that one. Yeah, he does so many good ones and they're so, oh, they're so on good. the money. And these poor people, because they're just taken aback and they just feel just a late lift off of them and oh, crying at the end of every time he drops beautiful. them off. It's my favorite. Cause you know, he'll pick up unsuspecting yes. people and they get in the car. And his first question is always like, do you believe in yeah, psychics? psychics? Do you believe in me? Yeah. And yeah. Most of the time they're like, no, no yeah. it's a load but of you bullshit. Can, but you can talk to me about <laughs> it. You know? Yeah. It's like, it's a load of bullshit. And he's like, Oh, because you know, so-and-so is sitting next yeah, to you and yes. they say this, that, and the other thing. And I'm a medium and blah, blah, blah. And by the time they get out of the car, they're in tears. Yes. And they're just overjoyed. And they're, they're like touched and they believe in it. Yeah. Cause it's a random person. He, they that don't knows know everything about them. Yeah. Those are my favorite psychic encounters because yes, there's a lot of psychics that like Kim Russo, who I didn't put on here, but mm. she usually interviews famous people. Oh, okay. And Tyler Henry, who I will talk about because he is, I love him very, very much. Um, they talk to famous people. 
but it's like it's easy to kind of debunk some of that because you're like well they're famous you know they can look up all kinds of stuff on the internet but when it's an interaction with somebody that is a perfect stranger you don't know who you're picking exactly up. you don't know anything it just makes it that much more authentic right, right. and Tyler Henry, I will say, I feel is very authentic because most of the time he has no idea who he's talking to. <laughs> he's like, I'm sorry, I don't know who you are. Right. <laughs> and that just cracks me up. I love it. Aww. Okay. So my first big one that I'm going to talk about was probably my first psychic that I ever saw on television. I think most of us have. Yes. Yeah. John Edwards. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm a little scared skeptical i am too of okay. john but i had to include him because sure. he was the first He's so one. well known yeah, yeah yeah he was the first one that i saw okay and the like when i i was like oh well, that's interesting and then i saw some patterns happening with what he did right. so i have skeptic pa- pants on yeah. for john but i had to include him okay because he's he's, so he's well in known. there yeah. south park makes fun of him and that's why i can't get over it <laughs> <laughs> Don Edward has brought a fresh, honest, and this is, by the way, these bios are from their website. Okay. So they might be a little biased, right? Okay. It's so, like, did you think about that too? No, no, okay. no. These are bios taken from their website. Okay. John Edward has brought a fresh, honest, and thought-provoking attitude toward the world of psychic phenomena. As a medium, author, and lecturer, he has, over the last three decades, helped thousands with his uncanny ability to predict future events and communicate with those who have crossed over to the other side. Deeply compelling, often startling, and occasionally humorous, John's (laughs) down-to-earth approach has earned him a vast and loyal following. In 1998, Edward published his first book, One Last Time, and his related appearance on Larry King Live was so popular, phone calls overwhelmed the show's switchboard. Wow. Due to his sudden demand, he became one of the first psychics to air a television show. In 2000, John pioneered the psychic phenomena genre with his television program, Crossing Over with John Edward on the Sci-Fi Network. That's what everybody Everybody knew. That was the big introduction to this phenomena, right? Right. It was the first television show syndicated worldwide devoted to psychic mediumship, and it would go on to run for four seasons. John followed up the success of crossing over with John Edward with another television program, John Edward Cross Country, which debuted on the WE Network in 2006 and ran for three seasons. John is one of the world's foremost psychic mediums and the author of the critically acclaimed New York Times bestseller, One Last Time, Crossing Over, the stories behind the stories. (laughs) What if God were the sun? Afterlife answers from the other side. Practical praying, using the rosary to enhance your life. Final beginnings, infinite quest and fallen masters. Lots of books. That's a lot. Yeah. In 2011, John launched a digital network to deliver real-time content internationally, culminating in the creation of the online community, Evolve. Members of Evolve have exclusive access to view John's web series, Evolve with John Edward. It's a lot of Evolve. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) Which features member readings, celebrity interviews, and assorted metaphysical lifestyle content. Evolve with John Edward is in its 16th That's season. That's a lot. Take a stitch every time you say evolve. <laughs> right? <laughs> that should be the news, news bit. Evolve. Evolve. 
John's broad appeal has led to numerous tours of the U.S., Canada, Australia, and the U.K. and Ireland, a weekend takeover at Sirius Satellite Radio, mm. and expert appearances on Oprah, Dr. Phil, the Kardashian program. Oh. Hey, that's when you know <laughs> That's even it. better, yeah. <laughs> and Dr. Oz. He's also been featured on CNN's Larry King Live, The View, Ellen, The Today Show, Entertainment Today Live with Regis and Kelly, The Early Show, The Cryer Holy Report, cow. Fox and Friends. That's a no, good No, it's even better. Yep. Uh, Maury, <laughs> hey. Live, Dateline, ABC's 2020, the critically acclaimed HBO special, Life After Life, and a cameo appearance on NBC's <laughs> Will and Grace. Cameo. <laughs> Can't gotta throw that in there. Will and Grace. Hey. He continues to be an in-demand guest on radio and TV programs around the world. John has appeared in articles for the New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Washington Post, Newsday, Entertainment Weekly, the Sydney Morning Herald, and the Associated Press, to name a few. He was named one of People Magazine's most intriguing people of the year in 20... Oh, oh, you can't do 20. I can't do 2002. 2002. Born and raised on Long Island, New York, John exhibited physical... Oh, psych... Physical. Yeah, that too. <laughs> Let's get physical. <laughs> physical. Born and raised on Long Island, New York, John exhibited psychic abilities from an extremely early age and was deemed special by many in his family. The fact that he would uncannily know family history and events that took place prior to his birth solidified the fact. Because no fuss was made over these early experiences, he maintained as normal childhood as possible. Lucky duck. Yeah. Since psychic phenomena was so accepted by his family, it was easy for his abilities to flourish. Aww. John embarked on developing his own abilities after an encounter with psychic Lydia Clare. Lydia made him aware of his abilities and told him his life's work would be teaching people about it. That mission has been channeled into his work as a medium, which enabled him to bring comfort and hope to people by reuniting them with those they loved and lost. Hmm. John resides on Long Island, New York with his wife, Sandra, their two children, Justin and Olivia, and their two dogs, Sydney and Lucky. Aww. He currently has a show on Facebook, Watch, huh. called The Psychic John Edward. And you can see him on tour. Oh. And then he also does small Zoom sessions. So if you wanted to be part of a Zoom session, tickets are only 650 bucks a ticket. Only? Only. Only. 650 bucks. Yeah, I think I'm good. That got me. I was like, $650. Talk to him on Zoom. Yeah, I wonder and you're how not long, guaranteed like three minutes. a reading. Well, Kidding it's me. two hours. Oh. It's a two-hour reading, and it's only 10 people in the Zoom call. Oh, But I you're see. not guaranteed a reading. Well, that's stupid. Right pay that much money if I know I'm not possibly getting what I want right the only way I would do that is if you know I was seriously grieving the loss of somebody then I, I would, would still reach out to somebody else it, but yeah I would probably want to do a private reading yeah at that point. yeah it's crazy all right so this one I'm really giddy about okay because it's a true crime one Ooh, it's so fun. fun okay okay so Gail St. John okay Gail St. John is a renowned psychic teacher and published author with a remarkable talent for solving crimes and locating missing individuals. Ooh. So this is where communicating with the living ah, comes into play. Interesting. Because sometimes she'll find missing people that, that are, are still, still alive. alive. Oh, that they makes sense. They have a different vibration and a different signature that she follows. That's crazy. That okay. Okay. Since Sorry, I say crazy a lot, and I don't mean in like crazy that you're crazy, crazy, but just like how mind blowing it is. Yeah, it's mind blowing. Okay. Yes. 
Since childhood, she has honed her psychic abilities, becoming a teacher of psychic development classes for over 35 years. Wow, it's a long time. It's a long time. And she looks like just like a normal middle-aged housewife. Oh, Yeah, she she's very cute. Okay. Okay. Gail is the author of Missing and Presumed Dead, oh. a book that sheds light on her psychic work and crime solving wow. and, and missing people cases. Gail starred in the popular medium TV show Psychic Investigators, where she used her psychic visions and techniques to help law enforcement uncover missing people and solve murders. Gail St. John was born in Toledo, Ohio, a somewhat shy woman raised in a psychic family with her mother and maternal grandparents, practicing psychic and spiritual beliefs. Cool. Gail has more recently been featured on Geraldo Rivera's At Large, Larry King Live, CNN's Nancy Grace, and Psychic Detectives, Court TV, Mm -hmm. a fateful friendship as an active working psychic detective. Gail spends a lot of time working on murder and missing persons cases, including expressly investigating the other side like many psychics and paranormal investigators gail contacts the other side and attempts to find the living or unfortunately sometimes their remains law enforcement and victim families depend on her talents to aid in missing persons cases once the clues dry up and the trail runs cold and instead of a living partner like law enforcement and private investigators rely on, some of her most trusted helpers no longer need a mailing address. That was from her website. Okay. Then we have a list of places that Ooh. she has been featured. I'm going to skip over. Oh, okay. She's been featured on a lot of different things. The way she works is she goes into an area with the missing person or person presumed dead was last seen. Then she does what she calls a blind drive, which entails following the vibrations. Ooh. That's what she calls them, vibrations. She, she picks, feels it. She feels their energy. Oh, that's so cool. She feels their energy. So she follows the vibrations she picks up from the missing person and follows them. So okay. she doesn't know. She's obviously not blind where she's driving, but she just doesn't have a destination in mind. Got it. She's, she's following, just following the vibrations. Yeah, got it. And it eventually leads her to either the person or their remains. Oh, no. Okay. So I'm going to talk Either about way. A, a true crime case Ooh. that she solved. Okay. Do you remember Kaylee Anthony? No. Do you remember her mom? No. Casey Anthony. Yes. Yes. Oh, didn't know. Okay. She found Kaylee Anthony's remains. Wow. Yes. What? Yes. So let's, for those of you who don't know this true crime, I'm diving into true crime. Woo-hoo! I never do. So Nicole's like I love it. proud. Yeah. Kaylee Marie Anthony. She was born August 9th, 2005, and she died sometime between June, December of 2008 was an American girl who lived in Orlando, Florida with her mother, Casey Marie Anthony, Mm -hmm. and her maternal grandparents, George and Cindy Anthony. On July 15th, 2008, she was reported missing in a 911 call made by Cindy, who said she had not seen Kaylee for 31 days and that Casey's car smelled like a dead body had been inside it. Cindy said Casey had given varied explanations as to Kaylee's whereabouts before finally telling her that she had not seen Kaylee for weeks. Her own mother hadn't seen her for weeks. Uh, she was three or oh, almost three. Yeah. Casey lied to God. detectives telling them Kaylee had been kidnapped by a nanny on June 9th and that she had been trying to find her. Too frightened to alert the authorities, she was charged with first degree murder in October 2008 and pled not guilty. On December 11th, 2008, 
two-year-old Kaylee's skeletal remains were found with a blanket inside a laundry bag in a wooded area near the Anthony family's house. This is a Fox News article about the case of Kaylee being missing. Orlando, Florida. A team of psychic detectives is assisting Orlando police in their search for missing three-year-old Florida girl Kaylee Marie Anthony, according to local news reports. The group, known as Body Hunters, and led by psychic detective Gail St. John, is blind driving around Central Florida in search for the toddler who was last seen June 16th, local6.com reported. Sad. We will not even look at street names, psychic detective Gail St. John told the TV station and its website on Monday. We drive and go completely on feeling instinct, chasing down what we call person signature. Meanwhile, the child's 22-year-old mother, Casey Anthony, remains jailed on a $500,000 bond on charges of child neglect, failing to immediately report her daughter's disappearance and lying to the police. Hmm. Anthony refused a scheduled jailhouse visit with her parents Sunday, myfoxorlando.com reported. And then it goes on to say a vigil for Kaylee, who turned three over the weekend, was held on Friday night. That's so sad. And then I have a link to a YouTube video of Gail St. John finding the area where the body was buried. So it's of their blind drive. They videoed the blind drive. What? Yes. We so watch it's her it? and her team. Yeah, we can watch it. Yeah. We'll link it in our show notes so that you guys can watch it if you want to. But it's a video of the blind drive of Gail and her team following the vibrations to find where Kaylee's body was, was found. The trial lasted six weeks from May to July 2011. The prosecution sought the death penalty and alleged Casey wished to free herself from paternal responsibilities and murdered her daughter by administering chloroform and applying duct tape to her nose and mouth. That's so sad. Oh, my heart. I know. The defense team led by Jose Baez countered that the child had drowned accidentally in the family swimming pool on June 16th, 2008, and that George Anthony disposed of the body. The defense contended that Casey lied about this and other issues because of a dysfunctional upbringing, which they said included sexual abuse by her father. The prosecution presented a largely circumstantial case, chiefly pointing to Casey's false statements and an odor in the trunk of Casey's car that the prosecution's Ugh. forensic experts said was consistent with human decom- decomposition. Yep. The defense did not present evidence as to how Kaylee died, nor evidence that Casey was sexually abused as a child, choosing instead to challenge the reliability of the prosecution's evidence, calling much of it fantasy forensics. Casey did not testify. On July 5th, 2011, the jury found Casey not guilty of first-degree murder, aggravated child abuse, and aggravated manslaughter of a child but guilty of four misdemeanor counts of providing false information to law enforcement officer. With credit for time served, she was released on July 17, 2011. A Florida appellate court overturned two of the misdemeanor convictions on January 25, 2013. The not guilty murder verdict was met with public outrage and was both attacked and defended by media and legal commentators. Some complained the jury misunderstood the meaning of reasonable doubt, while others said the prosecution relied too heavily on the defendant's alleged poor moral character since they had been unable to show conclusively how the victim had died. Mm. 
Time Magazine described the case as the social media trial of the century. That's crazy. Yeah. But Gail found the body. Good job, Gail. You can visit Gail St. John's website, psychicgailstjohn.com, and request a reading or purchase a copy of her book, Missing and Presumed Dead. Ooh. You want to have a reading with her? I don't know if I want to have a reading with her. Why? But I a million percent want to have a reading with this guy. Okay, okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Tyler Henry. All right. Is probably my most favorite medium currently. This is from his bio on his website. Okay. TheTylerHenryMedium.com. Tyler Henry, star of the Netflix series Life After Death with Tyler Henry, continues to be the most sought after clairvoyant medium, both in the United States and around the world. His first television show, E! Entertainment's mega hit Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry, showcased his unique gift of communication with, uh, with the other side and his ability to bring comfort, closure, and hope to his clients and viewers. In his new Netflix series, Tyler demonstrates how he uses his unique gift of communicating with the other side to bring comfort, closure, and hope to his clients. Tyler's goal has always been to aid in the grief process and provide validation and closure through his one-on-one private readings, his TV show, his book, and now his live shows. (laughs) Tyler began receiving intuitive mental images when he was only 10 years old with the foretelling of his grandmother's death. As he continued cultivating Hmm. his gift, sometimes even by reading his classmates, word began to spread around his small California hometown. As a teenager in Hanford, California, Tyler began thinking of a way to incorporate his gift into a career. He graduated high school early and began taking college classes to become a hospice nurse as he believed his calling was to help people comfortably transition to the other side wow at the same time he continued to cultivate his ability by doing private readings at a local bookstore word of his talents quickly spread to los angeles where well-known celebrities began to request private readings tyler found they shared the same feelings of loss and grief as all of his other clients a kind of unspoken commonality between all people As his clientele began to expand, an opportunity presented itself to bring his work to a much larger audience. Although shy and reserved, Tyler accepted, feeling it was his responsibility to share his ability with as many people as he could possibly reach. He has never regretted that decision. Hmm. In the four seasons of Hollywood Medium with Tyler Henry, Tyler was able to offer readings with Jim Parsons, Megan Fox, RuPaul, David Arquette, and Chrissy Metz, among others. He knew none of them. I think maybe he knew who Jim was. Uh Uh-huh. And he may have known Megan Fox. He knew RuPaul. (laughs) He knew RuPaul. He definitely did not know David Arquette. Really? That was so funny to me. Yeah, he had no idea who he was. And he, I watched that episode and he connected. David was with his sister Rosanna Mm. Arquette. And they connected David and Rosanna to their late sister who transitioned. um, Because she had just passed Alexis Arquette. Wow. So that was really exciting to to connect them together. But he had no idea. It was was really, I love watching it because he's like often doesn't know who he's reading. So it's it's really interesting. He doesn't know many celebrities. He doesn't because he doesn't watch a lot of. Ah, And he's younger. And he's young. Yeah. So he definitely doesn't know a lot of older people. Sure. So he offered readings for Jim Parson, Megan Fox, RuPaul, David Arquette, and Chrissy Metz, among others, providing specific, detailed-oriented, and personal message from the other side, and turning even some of their biggest skeptics, including Moby, Tarm Honor, Tarm, Tarm, Tarm Honor, Tarm Honor, 
Tom Arnold and Dr. Drew into Believers. Now, when he was doing Dr. Drew, huh. Dr. Drew had this whole big thing on his head <laughs> that was reading his brain activities and oh. his brain waves while he was doing it. Fun. That was, yeah, it was interesting. The scientific I portion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Known for his rational, comforting, and tactical presentation of the information he receives, Tyler warmly proves to his clients and the audience that consciousness transcends physical death for everyone mm -hmm. as his popularity began to rise tyler decided to share more of his story with his growing audience through his book between two worlds which takes us on a journey of discovering his ability accepting and embracing it and then managing this often overwhelming gift in hollywood Tyler shares specific stories of readings and how they affected his life, as well as the overwhelming feelings and responsibilities he feels delivering such emotional and impactful messages. Most recently, Tyler has decided a live show would be the most effective way to reach even more of his ever-expanding audience in need of healing. Sure. He's doing one in Temecula <gasps> at Yamava. A uh, Yamava. In, I think, August. Wow. I tried to get tickets for us, but it might be sold out already. Oh, my we'll, gosh. We'll check. We'll check. We'll That's check. crazy. Yes, because I think that would be fun. It would be fun to see it. Does that, is it a show like where he invites audience members up or is it something already chosen and he does his thing or... Well, I think he talks about his gift a little bit, but yes, he does do write readings in the audience. Cool. Yes. So it's, it's interesting. I like it. During an evening of hope and healing, Tyler shares how communicating with those on the other side has actually taught him to live a better, happier, and more fulfilled life. Aww. The show includes incredible stories of Tyler's journey from Hanford to Hollywood, detailed accounts of readings that helped Tyler grow into the young man he is today, and of course, live readings. Mm. The tour is currently visiting as many locations as Tyler can fit into his busy schedule. That's crazy. I'm sure he's super busy. Yes. And then I decided to include some moments from some of his readings that really got to me. All of these are on YouTube, so you oh, can okay. see them on YouTube. Sweet. Rebel Wilson. This one was very, very sweet when he, he read her. So while this insight was more for Wilson's sister than it was for her, the moment that Henry anticipated Liberty Wilson's difficult life moment was still just as eerie and prophetic, making Wilson herself cry. Ugh. And she was like, I've got to call my sister like immediately and, and gave her the news. As Wilson sat down with Henry for her reading, the medium said he immediately picked up on a presence that was watching over her little sister, though he couldn't name who or what that presence was. They're having me talk about her starting over. That's really the only way I can describe it. Okay. Henry describes. Henry explains. They're basically having me talk about her feeling insecure because of her age or where she's at. Obviously, she's still young, but there's this feeling of trying to plan the future and feeling like she's behind in some way. The thought of having someone look out for her sister as she deals with her life made Wilson incredibly emotional and she began to Aww. tear up. Liberty has just been going through a rough, a rough patch, she said. So I think... As her sister and as her family, we all try to help her move past it and become the person she's supposed to be, she said. And then the next one is Chad Michael Murray. Uh, and he gets new information about his grandmother's supposed murder. Oh, oh right. Cow. This is interesting. Didn't know that. There's been decades-long mystery surrounding Chad Michael Murray's grandmother's death, but Aww. thanks to Tyler, that mystery has finally been solved. Ayo. The speculation from the stories that I got from my grandmother, from my grandfather, was is that he was arrested for her murder. She died at 17 Aww. and she just had my mother. She was found with her hands tied behind her back, hung in the basement. So there was a fall just in a different way. And then after that, he was cleared and they didn't really have enough evidence to say <laughs> it was you that did it, Chad explained. 
Before I got here, there was this woman who came through who I acknowledged passing away tragically, but it came through in a way of like taking accountability to some extent for her actions, Tyler told Chad. But I'm thinking that it might have been even her way of kind of trying to come through and say, hey, this is something that I'm putting more on myself. So I don't think he killed your grandmother. Oh, my gosh. And with that, Chad and his family finally had some answers to the haunting mystery. <sighs> right? <sighs> Chris, Kristen Cavalieri hey. yay, learns her brother did not intend to end his life. Kristen broke down after learning that her brother, Mike, who died unexpectedly in 2015, did not intend to end his life. I have no doubt in my mind, based on all the details and validations that have come through today, that he didn't intend to end his life, Tyler assured. Huh. For Kristen and her parents who were watching the reading in the next room, Tyler's validation allowed them to move on. That was really hard to hear because the thought of him being in the middle of nowhere just kills me, just kills yeah. me. And I think deep down, I knew that, but I'm mm. happy to know that's how I can accept and accept it and move on from it and come to terms with it. I would rather know than not know. Kristen yeah. Stressed. Man. This one is the big kicker. Ooh. Okay. okay. Alan Thick. He read Alan Thick months before he passed. Oh, okay. In this reading, and you can watch it on YouTube. Oh, Alan YouTube. Thicke died in December 2016 from a ruptured aorta mm -hmm. and a Stanford type aortic dissection. What's but that mean? I don't know. Okay. That's what he died of. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. But only a few short months prior, Tyler accurately predicted his health problems. What? He said, if you yourself notice blood pressure or heart murmur, just see a doctor. But I feel almost like we have to really take this into consideration. Tyler warned Alan. He kept bringing up, and I didn't put this in here, but if you watch the video, he kept bringing up and stressing that there were other family members that had heart issues and Ugh. they didn't take it seriously and that Alan really needed to go to the doctor and have everything checked out. And Alan denied that any family members had any heart issues. And he's like, no, I'm okay. And and then... Didn't think about himself. Didn't think about himself. What is that? Yeah. Ah! And then a few months later, he passed of a heart issue. I mean, wouldn't... I know Tyler can't force him to do anything or like convince him, I guess. But she'd be like, hey, what about you? Yeah. That's so sad. Yeah, that one kicked me. Oh, ah. And then we'll do some happy ones. So there's there's a story of where he read Bobby Brown. Oh, and Bobby, Bobby, Bobby. <laughs> Bobby Brown sat down with Tyler and was connected with both the spirits of his ex-wife, Whitney Houston, and daughter, Bobby Christina Brown. What? Both women passed away tragically within three years of each Aww. other. She's coming through and giving me the feeling of if I were there or or f this feeling of I was there to hold her hand when she made her transition when she left. Mm. Tyler told Bobby people would have felt her mother went around when she passed away. And then Bobby was also given the shocking conclusion he needed from his daughter. I, I don't know why this is coming across, but she loves her mom and she loves her dad so much. As she understands you both were in extraordinarily unique situations, but she comes across basically saying, I understand they did what they had to do to get by from their perspective. Interesting. Isn't that? Now we have a couple of predictions that were really sweet. Okay. Tyler made a prediction to Nikki Bella and her sister Brie Bella, that the Bella sisters, right? Yeah. Wrestlers, that came true way sooner than he thought. He accurately predicted that one of the twins would give birth soon. Aww. Isn't that sweet? 
sweet. But what's interesting, the child will be born over the course of the next two years. I don't know who it's for, but it's coming through. Tyler assured them. Bree informed him that she was already trying to have a baby with her husband, Daniel Bryan. Aww. Just a few short months later, the couple announced they were expecting and Brie gave birth in May 2017. What? He predicted Rosalind Sanchez would have more babies and she had two more and she was really upset about it because she's like, I hope because I'm not old, she told Tyler. We really want it. It's been so hard. It's a very sensitive topic for me because I think women my age, you have this incredible desire to be able to not get what you want. It's devastating. Right. In November 2017, Rosalind and husband Eric Winter welcomed their second child together. Her Aww. grandma predicted that. Oh. Isn't that sweet? <laughs> So that's what I have on medium. That's a lot. And it's amazing. Wow. So the thing that I want to take away from this is that we all have the ability to connect. I like that you keep hammering that in. That's that's something that these psychics also hammer home. We all have the ability to connect. Mm -hmm. I've had my own version of connecting and delivering messages, which is scary to me because I feel it. I mean, like they feel so real. It feels like it's a memory. It feels like it's something that really happened. Right to me and I like I see it like you know how when you think back fondly on a memory you see it in your mind's eye sure and so when I get the messages that's what they feel like to me they're just messages in my mind's eye or I have dreams about it and it's not a skill that I've like really honed but I might be interested in in honing it a little bit yeah I mean when you get the time to like really dive into it I feel like I feel like it'd be scary for me yeah it's scary but it's it, I think it's beautiful and I think it's wonderful sure. and I don't think it's paranormal or supernatural. I think it's a very natural ability that a lot of people have been terrified mm-hmm. of using. So they shut it down. Right. Yeah. Because it, we're just so unsure of what happens. Right. And when you try to put your faith into one, you know, basket of, yeah, there's yeah. something there and, yeah. you know, it just gets a little bit more real in a way. Yeah. But good luck. Thank you. So that's it on mediums today. I love it. Okay. Should we get into movie time? Yes. Let's do movie time. This week's movie review is The Sixth Sense. The Sixth Sense. Released in 1999 with IMDb rating (laughs) of 8.2 stars. And the synopsis, a frightened, withdrawn Philadelphia boy who communicates with spirits seeks the help of a disheartened child psychologist. M. Night Shyamalan. M. Night Shyamalan. Which he put him on the map. It did. And I think he, he deserves the credit because this movie was just so big when it came out oh my gosh the coolest thing is that everyone kept a secret yes that right? yeah yeah that and was i'm like sure the first time that i remember people like really didn't want to say anybody yeah. Yeah. yeah nobody wanted to ruin it for anybody which is amazing yeah but yeah spoiler alert i'm sure you've all seen this movie but yes there's a big twist plot and that's what we were talking about earlier together that it's tough sometimes to watch a movie that you already know what the what happens you know yeah so you just sometimes you just have to force yourself to watch it with with a clear with a like a wipe your your slate clean yeah because you know you know what's going to happen so you aren't going to have that moment of like holy crap, yeah <laughs> the, the initial <laughs> dead right <laughs> you aren't going to have that that 
shift when yeah. that big twist happens. Right. You're not going to feel that as you did the first time you watched it. Yes, but there's still so many great elements to this movie that makes it so good. I, I, I love this movie. Yeah. So I, I watched um, an interview that he gave about the making of this movie. Oh, good. And he, when he decided to write a movie about ghosts and he said that when he was young he could never sleep over at people's houses because he was scared of ghost stories sure ghost stories terrified him so he wanted to write a movie about it and he said the first script he wrote he threw out because it was terrible because it was just really? full of all of the cliches yeah of ghost, ghost stories yes know, which is easy to do and yeah and then he wrote another script and to see if there was anything redeeming in that no he threw it out really the third script he still threw out. There was nothing about it. And like the fourth and fifth versions of it, he started Holy to cow. discover this is about communication. That's what this movie is about. Interesting. So I found the heart of it because the the Haley Joel Osment needs to communicate. That's yes. what he learns. Yes. He needs to communicate, be the facilitator, be the medium mm-hmm. for the dead people that he sees. Which he didn't know that. He needs to communicate to his mother. Mm-hmm. They need to connect there mm-hmm. so that they can understand each other. But without it, as we know at the mm-hmm. beginning, it causes such a bad spiral. Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah. So I see that. That's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And then for Bruce Willis's character, mm-hmm. he needs to have better communication with his wife, right. which is a whole theme that, that you see it. You see not happening. <laughs> They're not communicating, but you don't why know why. Why aren't you talking to me? <laughs> why is she ignoring him at the restaurant? Well, yeah. <laughs> why is there some other young guy coming to the house all the time? Yep. Ugh. But yeah, I just, this movie's that's really good to, to kind of see that. And, and as the overview, it's not really just a ghost story, yeah. right? It's about that human interaction. Yeah. And I like that. That is a good way to, to look at this movie. But man, there's so many cute, like cool twists and turns and yeah. still. And I was telling Angela that it made me cry at the end, yeah, even after so seeing sweet. this so many times. Yeah. The, the, just that when I think it's also cause we're moms. Yeah. <laughs> so when you're, you know, just besides the hormonal shift and everything, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the fact that there's this bond with, with his mom, even when they're still having those communication problems at the end, when they finally kind of figure everything out together and he's just, he's even going, Oh mama, like that got yeah. me, you know, the That's fact so that, sweet. yeah, that they finally figured it everything out. He's telling him about grandma and yeah, just to, to, to finally they have, they're, they're opening that communication lineup, but also him almost trying to help her out instead of her helping him yeah. out, you know, that big That's hand in hand. Sweet. Yeah. So sweet. So that got me. Yeah. But still some spooky things the ghosts oh, and everything my gosh. The, that scared me so, like now i know yeah but, but yeah. when i first what when he would like hide in his tent yes. and you see all these like disfigured scary oh, so ghosts scary. and then cold and yes. it was just, that was so terrifying and him getting it's stuck like, in the, the the little closet oh, thing remember? Yes. and burn into my memory those are like not cool i still knew those were coming out however many years later this right right 1999 24 years later yeah still good movie still so good yeah and i know m night Shyamalan doesn't have the greatest movies here and there but this one this one is really good definitely really good i totally thought that bruce willis was not dead from the beginning me too my husband was like i hate that movie i'm yeah. like why <laughs> I was like, because he died in the beginning 
I don't understand why people thought that there was a twist. He obviously died. <laughs> you saw him because die. he's still alive. And then there's all these signs of him dying. I'm like, okay, you're smart. You figured it out from right from the get go. I take things at face value exactly. most of the time. I'm like, he's still here. He's, he's still there. To the kid. Yep. He's writing. <laughs> Duh. No, and I think we just as as human nature, we like to be scared and we like to be kind of in that dark. So yeah. we didn't want to poly. We probably did know. We just didn't want to put it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember in, in the interview, M. Night was like, I thought I totally gave it away. Uh, no. Because when he says, I see dead people for the first time, when Haley Joel Osment says, I see dead people for the first time, he yeah. focuses on Bruce Willis immediately after that. And he's like, that's a dead giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then like all the red and stuff. And I'm like, oh, I feel so stupid now. That's so funny. <laughs> Quick funny fact though. Yeah. Okay, so a mandala effect that people are having, which I'm pretty sure I know why though, and I'll tell you why. So every time people come to that scene, everyone expects them to say, I see dead people, uh-huh. right? But remember in the movie, he says, I see people and they're all dead or something like that. So he doesn't say... Oh, he doesn't say, I see dead people? No. Why do I remember it that way? (laughs) Because you probably remember Scary Movie when they spoof it. Because everybody else... Yeah, I see dead people. So I think people's brains kind of shifted thinking that he did say that, but he didn't. So there you go. There's a fun tidbit. Oh, man. Yeah. It got me. It got me too. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. So can you stitch to this movie? Yes, I can. In moments, I can't. But I think overall, because there's a lot of quiet moments and him observing and talking, uh, the Bruce Willis and and Haley Joel Osment's character just talking. uh, Yes, I can can totally stitch to this. Yeah. 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 It's not free. Everybody, I thought it was free. No, it's not free. <laughs> but we did the free seven day trial. So we yeah, just got to cancel. Yeah, you can do a free seven day trial. <laughs> we just have to cancel yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> so you can sort of do it for free. Yeah. So, but I, I thought we had it. We looked everywhere in all of our, because we still have discs. We have yeah, DVDs. Yeah, yeah. We look through everything. We swear we had it and we don't. So that was really upsetting too. Yeah. But anyway, but it was good. It's I'm glad so I got good. to rewatch it. Yay. So how many stitches would you give it? I love this movie. Right? Yeah. So I, I agree with the eight. It's an eight. Yeah. yeah. I get it. Yeah. I think it's an eight too. It is yeah. slow at the beginning now that you know what's going to happen, but there's still so many good elements to it that I would re- still rewatch it over and over again. So yeah, yeah. It has a great place in my heart. Yeah. yeah. And there you go. And the little psychic kid. Yeah. So I'm so glad he's got his gift now. Yay. Yay. Kumbaya. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've come to an end, the end of another amazing episode. But before I close it out, yes. I didn't do my normal plugs that I you usually did do. It. Hey, oh. and there's oh shout outs to our patrons. <gasps> shout out to our patrons. Hey, Kate. And hey, Brittany. Yay. We'll get you another patron episode soon. Yes. On The Exorcist, apparently. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to watch it. Don't You're going to do it. it. Oh, shout out to our patrons. If yep. you want to become a patron, you can jump over to podbean.com and look up our wonderful podcast, The Ominous Stitch Podcast. And you can get all of our show notes, everything that we've talked about today, links to our, all the articles and all the things that we do here on the show. And there's also a button up top. You can click on it. It says become a patron. patron. So that's the way you can become a patron and Please. get access to patron episodes. We will send you stuff. We will give you shout outs. We will do all of the things all the that things. are listed on the patron thing. So, <laughs> so become a patron today. Yeah. And it, you can even just do a dollar a month. We're cool with that too. Yeah, Anything helps. Yeah. We just, you know, it's another way for us to connect with you and let you know that we love you very much and you are very much seen by us. Whoop, you whoop. can also email us at the ominous stitch at gmail.com. 
just let us know how you're doing. If you don't have anything <laughs> else you want to say, we love communicating with you. Yes, so we drop do. us a line today. Hey, Woo-hoo. little rhyme. Hey. You can also jump over to any of our socials. We're on all of the social medias on all the things. Instagram is the one we use most. Mm-hmm. So jump over there. Yeah. YouTube. YouTube. Got yeah, some we demos. Have YouTube. We have demos on YouTube. And our shows there as well. And our show. Yeah. So this was another amazing episode. Yay. So good excited. job, Angela. Oh, that was amazing. I love mediums. Yes. That's a fun topic for sure. We'll probably get into another one, huh? Yeah, we will. Yay. And with that, yep. we'll see you, Stitchers. Uh-huh.